Welcome to Just Some People, a podcast about the people we meet along the way in life. My name is BJ Brink. I'm going to be your host for this podcast. Every week, you're going to come across some really interesting folks. Some people are going to make you laugh. Some people are going to maybe make you cry, maybe just make you angry. Hopefully, all those things, honestly. I hope you get every last bit of that from this podcast. Uh, I don't mind angry at all. I'm kind of a heel. So please, um, if it makes you angry, that's okay. It's okay to get your emotions a little disturbed every now and again. Uh, we're not going to try to make you angry, but, you know, it comes sometimes. My very first guest is going to be a very good friend of mine, one of my best friends, somebody I've known for about 30 years. I uh, wasn't good friends with him 30 years ago, but really became friends with him about 20 years ago, and our relationship has only gotten stronger over the years uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I will give you a brief introduction to who it is. Uh, his name is Dave Dones. He's a father of four living out of New Paltz, New York. I've known him since high school. Um, and if you just pay close attention, you're going to learn a lot of interesting things about Dave. It's, it's a 90-minute interview, so it might take a little bit of time. But uh, let's just let's give it some time, and I think you're going to find a lot of the things uh, about Dave that I find so interesting. So let's get to the interview with Dave. Welcome, Dave. Um, this is Dave. I don't know if you want me to tell you, you, you know, yeah, your yeah. last name. You, you, I want to call you out, man. Uh, use full name. Okay. This is David Dones. Um, I've known you for a, a quite some time now. We're just talking about what we're drinking on. I want to show you something. This is what happens when you get old. You don't have a cooler. Take, uh, <laughs> take a frozen lunchbox. That, that, that's our life summed up in it. <laughs> Ain't it, man? I got four beers in this bitch. So. <laughs> We're going to have to get to those. Um, but, yeah, you're my first guest. Uh, I really wanted to interview some people uh, for this podcast I got called Just Some People. Uh, and you were one of the first people I want to talk to. So cheers to that. Cheers to that. Oh, this is a Fruit Punch IPA. Ooh. I don't know what this shit is. No, <laughs> I just for nowadays, the alcohol content. That's it. That's it. That's it. Bang for your buck when yep. you got kids. Nine point five percent. I said, "Well, that sounds like two beers." Yep. But yeah, so uh, you were the first person that came to my mind, and um, one of the reasons why, right? So it's Memorial Day coming up on Monday, right? And you're a, you're a veteran. Yeah. And what what what? I'm. I mean, this is twenty years. It's a long time ago. Yeah. Did you serve in Iraq or in Afghanistan? I was in Iraq, Samara, Iraq. Samara, Iraq. And then I dated a girl named Samara. I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's crazy is biblically the Garden of Eden, where I was at. Did it look like it? Hell, motherfucker. (laughs) Can we curse on you? Well, what's funny about it, right? It made me think because this is a time of year where I was like, oh, we we thank the troops and all that shit. And um, I think it's funny because if you weren't serving in Iraq, I don't know if we'd be friends. Yeah. Do you know what? Um, I honestly think about that a lot. Like yeah. a lot, a lot. Because um, like you I'm a big music head, right? Yeah. I love music. I think music could catch you through anything. But like you're one of those guys that when uh I got a care package, I still remember I got a care package and you sent me a CD. It was you and Mike. Yeah, sent me a CD. With like all the latest music that I could like, you know, listen to, and 
I wish I had that CD, right? Like, what oh, would you do I, to man? What go would back? I give to have that CD? Look, I, I think I could probably name every song on that CD, but uh, yeah, I, I know. I remember Young it Guns, was Chris and Eve. I was Mark gonna say it was Young Guns, so it was probably a lot of like state property, yeah, uh, Rockefeller, like at the time. But I think I was thinking about it today. I was like, you know, it's really funny because I remember we've known each other since we were probably eleven. Yeah. Twelve. Sixth, probably. seventh grade. When did you move yeah. to New Paltz? Sixth grade. Sixth grade. Yeah. Uh, I've known you since then. Uh, yeah. wasn't really friendly with you, had no problems with you. But yeah. wasn't really friends. We ran in two different circles. Um yeah. but when you were in Iraq, I remember I I got to be good friends with your cousin Mike. Uh, we would send you CDs and shit and like letters hoping you came home, you know, because, yeah, we were hoping you came home. And I didn't know you like that. Right. Like uh-huh. we weren't close like that or anything. But I remember when you came back, it was it was around this time. It was yeah. about 20 years ago. Yeah. A long time ago. Right. Like, I think about it. I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, 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 we're getting up there. But yeah, it? it was it was 20 it was 2023 i left november 23 i left and i came back january 24 so it's almost almost 20 years this is what i'm saying i'm like holy almost shit because i was thinking about the music that we sent over and i was like oh yeah well that was like young guns i was like oh that shit came out in like 2003 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i was like damn he that was right around the time probably and i still remember when you came back uh, we had the fucking greatest time. I remember you came back. The night you came back, we went out to McGillicuddy's. Yep. And we snuck in uh, a bottle of something. <laughs> and it we were probably in... Bacardi Limon. Probably. It was, it was some Bacardi because that's what we all we drank back then. And we were sitting next to the window because, you know, they had the booth next to the windows. <laughs> and somebody stole a carafe of wine and we were pouring the shit in the carafe. <laughs> It was crazy, but it's funny because you came back and then we instantly developed like a good friendship. Yeah. And it's only gotten stronger over the years. And it's pretty crazy. Um, because it was completely unexpected that we would become close friends. Yeah. Uh, but you've been one of my best friends since. I mean, I've I've been lucky enough to have been in your wedding. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I remember I when yours. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, one of my favorite things is that um my wedding was small. Yeah. And I, but I have, you know, some pictures of it and uh, a couple pictures hanging around my house is you were, you were holding that thing, whatever that thing was. <laughs> yeah. And I'm always really the proud. Runner, that, the runner. Yeah. I'm always really <laughs> proud that you're in those pictures. It makes me really happy every time I see him because, yeah, you know, 20 years, like no joke, 20 years. Um, friendships have changed. Uh, things have changed. Life changes. But I think, the one thing that hasn't changed and uh, has been our relationship. There's never been a, a rocky part. And well, it, it, it's always been just stable. You know what I mean? Um, I blame that consistency on the person that you are. Uh, you know, and that's just 100% honesty is that um, from day one, you've given me nothing but loyalty and look out for my best interest. Yeah. And that's the type of person that I am. You know, I'm going to give you as much of me as much as I can get. And you know what? Yeah, there's other people that hit Rocky parts. Uh, but I understand you as the man, you know, um, and I think that 
as we get older and we evolve and things change, um, priorities become different. Uh, you learn to realize that uh, you as the man, as the father, as the, you know, uh, son you were, um, things change. And, and I think that that's the biggest part is that uh, evolving as a person, people tend to not see that, right? Yeah. Uh, they want the old version of you or the fun you, version of you. You couldn't say it well enough. Like you literally speak to so much shit that I've experienced is this <laughs> idea that people have an idea of you. And they want you to be that idea. Or if you start to go outside of those lines, it can cause trouble because people aren't used to that. Yeah. And you literally just nailed it on the head. But with you, and something my wife always said, she's like, Dave has always been such a solid person for you. Such a such a solid friend. Uh, and we don't hang out every weekend. Cheers. And we don't hang out every weekend. We don't hang out every month. No. We probably make an effort twice a year to get together doing something like we'll get together. We'll go out, yeah. go to a bar, watch a game or some, we'll, we'll, we'll always make that effort. And in those moments, it's nothing but support. It's nothing but love. I remember when I first was trying comedy, you came to the, um, to my tryout at the comedy club. And like, that meant so much to me. Cause it's like such a scary thing to do. And it's funny because my wife couldn't get in that night. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> my yep. wife couldn't get in. Uh, but you were there and it was great. And afterwards we chopped it up and uh, my wife got mad because <laughs> I came home. You asshole. <laughs> and you were like, no, no, no. It was so funny because you were you were looking out for me even then. And she was like, she was like, yeah, you guys were talking. I was like, we were in the parking lot and we were in the parking lot. It was hilarious. Um but I it's funny. I'm like, I'm like, Dave just always tries to like look out for people. I'm like, he didn't need to. I was talking, I was like, don't worry about it, man. We're leaving. But it was so funny, man. Um, yeah, but that's but you do the same, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, you know, I've been I'm I'm about to be married 15 years. That's crazy, bro. 2008, crazy. I remember your wedding. Yeah, it was yeah, F 15 years I'm about to be married. And I want to say June 8th. 15th. Okay. I knew yeah. it was like the second or first week of June. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember so it was like two it, weeks it was, after my birthday. It was, yeah, it's your birthday. Mm -hmm. Well, John Paul's birthday. Yeah, right around the same time. God bless his soul. Yeah, uh, God, your God birthday. Bless and, peace to John. and then my my uh my anniversary. So it was like back boom, boom, boom. Like I know, man. Up. And still the fucking funnest wedding I've ever been at. <laughs> <laughs> no one has topped it. Listen, been... We were we were in our tw early twenties. Oh my god! I, I think I was twenty five. You guys, yeah, twenty five. I was twenty. You were probably twenty six. I was twenty five. Yeah, was... Like you're a year older than me, so I think I just turned twenty five. Two thousand eight, right? Yeah, I just turned twenty five. Yeah, and I remember I was super depressed when I turned twenty five. Like I was super <laughs> depressed. Like when I turned twenty five, like. From like June first to like June tenth, like I had like ten days. <laughs> I just graduated college, and I thought I could be a teacher, but I didn't take the teacher. <laughs> I did none of the teacher courses. You were substitute break. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, uh, I, took that. I thought I, it's funny because I took an English exam, and I was like, I passed the English exam that English teachers need to pass, but I didn't take any courses that teachers need to take. <laughs> So I was depressed. I was like, what the fuck did I do with four years of my life? I felt like shit. <laughs> I remember the first like happy memory 
after that like dark 10 days was your wedding was like the funnest fucking time in the world. Um, I, I guarantee you, you ask anyone who was there, they would probably tell you the same exact story. I don't know anybody who didn't have a good time at that wedding. Um, I remember the after party. Fucking, wasn't uh, people walking over the bridge and all kinds of shit. Barefoot on the train tracks. Oh. It, it was done that day. Kenny tackled me at Mahoney's over a couch. <laughs> like, holy shit, man. Um, yeah, we, we had fun. We had fun. So th- that's we could talk stories all day. Um, yeah. They're fucking great. Uh, but what, what got me into thinking about that, right, was like this idea that, like, I don't think we would ever would have been friends if you didn't go to the military. Um, no. And well. this this time of year, so many people are like, oh, thank the troops, thank the troops. So I, I, I wanted to know from your perspective. Um, and, you know, be fair. If you don't want to answer it, that's cool. Um as an actual veteran who's been a veteran for 20 years, does this country not left wing, right wing, I'm saying this country as a whole, do we actually appreciate the veterans? Um, I think just like everything, it's not needed or it's not respected until it's needed. Right. Uh, so, you know, uh, I'll take the cops for instance, right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, no one really, you know, everyone's like, Oh, I hate the police or whatever. Until your house is getting robbed. And then, yeah. then you know what? <laughs> you yeah. have a different view on them. And I think the military is kind of the same, right? Uh, we look in, you know, as a as a community, as a country, well, we're pouring all this money into this and this military defense and all these type of things. But um, one of the first things I remember in boot camp was um, swearing to uphold the Constitution of the United States. And that was one of the things that was like important impactful and powerful for me because it didn't mean that you were going to be right and it wasn't didn't mean that you were going to defend all the rights of people that um you didn't see eye to eye with right yeah um so you know what um but we're swore to uphold the constitution so that that to me uh when i took that oath i said hey you know what i'm going to try to look at this from a different lens and that lens was tough because you know what, there's people that um, use that constitution and, and use those words in the constitution to practice whatever belief they may. Yeah. Uh, and, and you like know, a Klan rally. That's a yeah, Klan rally. Yeah, that's the exactly. Constitution. You know, and, and and I swore to uphold the constitution. So you know what, I'm okay with y'all doing that, even mm-hmm. though I'm not okay. Yeah. Uh, and and that, and that was a tough decision for me, and it was tough for me to uh, you know go through that process. And say, hey, I'm going to be there. Um, you know, one of the times I've, I've experienced a little bit of racism, but. Uh, you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the times that I, and what blew my mind, right? I mean, uh, you know, probably I jumped into this a little bit early, but um, I was in Samara. I was in Kuwait, right? And I'm in Kuwait and I just landed in country and you went to Kuwait and then you, you, you know, you took a convoy into Iraq. And I'm in uh, 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 a deuce and a half, which is like a truck, and I'm riding with this guy, and there's a um, a native, a Kuwaiti, crossing the street, right? And he gets shook because the guy is driving pretty fast. I don't know the guy. I just jumped in this truck because they told me, hey, you go to this point. And he's like, hey, you said N-word, you know, nigga. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend Hold you. On. This dude was uh, in the military with you. Yeah, in the military. <laughs> you know, you know, and and I'm just like, 
do I just punch him in the face? You know, back, you know, me back yeah. then, me yeah. now, it's completely two different Different people, person. But, uh, you know, I, I, and I was just like, damn, I'm standing next to this guy who, you know, is, is morals and values are a little bit different than mine. Little but, bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but little as a bit. whole, I think we live in a great country and, and, uh, and I'm proud to have served. I know there's a lot of people that are dismissive to the military and ashamed of yeah. what, they, what they, you know, provided for. But I've been there yeah. and I've seen the other hand. Right. Um, one of the best things is, you you know me, I'm not a, I didn't enjoy the military. No, uh, we, we talk about that all the time. Like, yeah. Know, it wasn't I, I was, a good time. A, you weren't... I was not in favor of it. I was not yeah. a, a strong proponent of it. That that was that just wasn't my cup of tea. Which is interesting because I've known a few people who it seems like it's one or the other where some people really didn't enjoy it. And then there's other people who really took a lot of like pride and happiness with it. Like I remember Adam Caffrelli's little brother, Victor, he served a couple years after you. And I remember he came back and I saw him at a bar and was talking to him. He fucking hated it, hated it. And uh, I've met other people who, really like uh, wear like a badge of honor like adam which was his older brother was very proud of his service uh, and was very happy with the way it uh, went uh and i always wondered why the difference um i think the difference is that you know the things you go through while you're there right yeah um, i was in a i was in a in the combat zone so you know a lot of artillery fire a lot of things like that so that that part was not fun, but you learn that you learn to value what you have. I think that's the biggest point is if you are already have a good mindset and you already, you know, think I didn't have that good mindset. Right. I was kind of a little reckless, rambunctious. Uh, you, it's funny. <laughs> I, I was an asshole. Like, yeah. let's, 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 let's Point blank, I was a dickhead. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was, a, you know, I made a lot of shithead mistakes and moves, but not until I went there, I learned to value, right? So I always played, not played, but I always thought that my life sucked. Damn, I was, I missed out on this. I missed out on opportunities. Why me? Like, you know, and I, and I had sort of that victim uh, uh, um, conscious about me, right? So it was like, oh, you know, I didn't get this, or I don't have that, or I don't have this. And it was kind of like a life story, right? You know, growing up, it was kind of rough. But when I went to the military and when I was over in Iraq, it was like, damn, these people got a lot worse than you. You know, they have it so hard and you learn to value what you have. And I think that's where, like, um, I take so much pride in the military is because I got to see the bad and I realized my bad was not as bad as that. Uh, and then it, and it taught me to like, Hey, appreciate what you have because um, you know, you do live in a good country. You do live in a good state. You do live, you know, you have a lot more than other people have, you know? Um, and most people don't see that. We just know what our thing is, right? Like, yeah. like people say, and it goes two ways. You can say, Oh, America is the greatest country in the world. Uh, and if you've never gone anywhere, is it? I don't fucking know. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. it's not bad. I don't. I mean, there's bad parts of it, but at the end of the day, like we have running water, we yeah. have food available. 
And like you said, for you, you got to really experience like how good we have it in comparison. One of the other things I wanted to ask you is how do you think your military experience shaped you into the man that you are today? Wow. Yeah. Um, I think the discipline that it taught me um, was great because that's what I needed in my life. Right. I needed discipline. I needed to know um, because I remember <laughs> I remember being in boot camp. Right. And I remember they do this left right dress right so you're supposed to put your hand up and put it on your arm and look a certain way and Joe Sergeant you know I do it wrong and he smacks my hand and I'm like normally you know it's on like I'm yeah. fucked you up <laughs> I can imagine this you getting your hand smacked yeah so I do it they call it again and I do it incorrectly slaps my hand so I stare him down like I'm gonna fuck you up <laughs> little do I know he starts yelling at me, like, what you got to say? Now I'm surrounded by seven dudes. And I'm like, damn, with drill sergeant hats hitting me in my head. I'm like, and they already told you, if you touch a drill sergeant, you go to jail. I said, I don't want to go to jail. I'm not, I'm they not told you if you jail. touch. Like, I'm a, tough, but I'm not built for jail. They told you if you touch a drill sergeant, you go to jail? Yeah, man. You know, you're 411 work. That's all you hear. when. So you're they down. could fuck with you, abuse you. Yeah, yeah. You touch touch shit them, on you. you're done. You know? Yeah. So, That's some so funny I, was, shit. I was not about that. But with the discipline came, I had to understand that I am not the boss. Uh, that was tough for me because you know what? Uh, my upbringing and my way of dealing with my emotions was uh, if I was not successful at something, if I couldn't accomplish something, and if I thought that it was a threat, fight, right? So yeah. my, the fight or flight uh, thing on me was always fight, like fight. There was no, no, never no flight in me. Fight, 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 fight. Um, which is not good, right? So no, so that's, that's, not, a tendency, that's a tendency to destructive. push people away. It's a destructive. Um, um it, it's not going to lead to anything in the no. long run. When you're younger, it feels good though, right? Because like if if you could fight and you can win a fight, <laughs> it's but it's just selfish. At the end of the day, you still deal with that guilt. Like, damn, yeah. I messed that dude up, you know. like. But there is a self-esteem boost, right? Like, it's saying you're better than the next person, right? So it's like, and I'm not saying that's for you, but I'm saying in general. Yeah. Like, if I knock a guy out, like, you you could fight. I can fight. I'm not a fighter. <laughs> I could I could take a hit, I think. <laughs> like, you can't take a hit, though. I had a few friends who could fight. You were <laughs> one of them. And I could say you probably saved my ass. <laughs> A few, <laughs> a few times. Um, I'm not gonna say why. <laughs> you know why. <laughs> um, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. No, think, I'm not gonna go into it. I'll get in yeah, trouble. <laughs> no, no, no. I definitely think yeah, it's definitely that adrenaline rush and that thing. But as you get older. And, you know, uh, uh, you go into different fields and you learn the psyche. And, and that's just the defense mechanism, right? Yeah. Uh, that, that's the shit that I had to deal with because, you know what, uh, at the end of the day, my insecurities, my my upbringing, my, my shit back home that wasn't, you know, the household that wasn't strong. Yeah. Um, so what you do is you fight. You know, yeah. you don't know any better. Uh, when you fuck up, you fight. You do something right, you fight. Like, well, it's like fucking, right? Almost. Like, in, yeah. in a sense of, like, no, you have carnal, like, there's things in us that make us feel good. Yeah. No, and and, like, and, and that, that was my good. Like, yeah. 
It's sad. I'm a fucking 41 year old man, and I still want to fight. I, I still wake up being <laughs> like, you know what? I want to fucking go to the bar and fuck someone up because you know what? It feels good. <laughs> Nobody. I'm, like, hey, you know, I'm like you, you, you a grown ass man with a, a 19 year old kid, and and you still want to go to the bar <laughs> and you know get into a fucking fight. Where's the craziest place you ever almost got in a fight? Craziest place. Craziest place I almost got into a fight? Uh, Probably work. Work? Like work. at your actual job job? Yeah, yeah. And what type job. of job was this? Uh, 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 shit, I was working. I was a supervisor. So <laughs> you were the manager ready to throw down. <laughs> I was already a manager. And, and you know, uh, a staff member made a comment because this was my progression of becoming an adult. Yeah. So I had a boss. It takes and time. Doing, and he made a, a comment like, uh, I think the comment was like, oh, yeah, Dave's uh, Dave's, Dave's uh, boyfriend or something is here. Oh, you and mean like a, like a homophobic? Yeah, you know, like something where meaning that I was... It's disrespectful. I was somebody's bitch. Yeah. You know, uh, so nah, that nah. right there... Who was this person? Into, that took me into old Dave. And I said, listen, man, I will... Fuck you up. Oh, fuck you up. I think, you know what? Let's take the shit right outside. So, complete, and, you know, and then it turned to, oh, I'm sorry, man. I was just joking around. Yeah. Because no one ever saw that side of me. It was always, you know, the professional well, adult. buttoned Dave. up. But that, you know, that 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 day could come out really quick. So, I learned that, uh, you know. And it's funny because what I appreciate now as an adult is, like, everyone is like, oh, my God, you're so nice. You're so this, yeah. you're so that. You, you're you so are. Great. I can never see you get mad, uh, and, and I appreciate that. Like I'm like, damn man, I, I've came a long way. Yeah, no, you have, and I think, I think, um, probably a lot of our friend group, not everybody, but I think a lot of our friend group is are good examples of people who've come a long way. Honestly, if you look at the majority of our closer friend group, um. A lot of people who, if you asked them 25 years ago or whatever, you know, 22 years ago, yeah. what's this guy going to be? Not a lot of people would say anything productive. No, no. <laughs> just... we, we, we were definitely on the shit end of the state. Yeah. I remember, we... getting, I remember getting denied going into, like, it's funny because I remember getting denied going to parties. Yeah. Where now I see those same people. And I'm like, shit, look at what you're doing and look at what I'm doing. Yeah. And yeah. you were you were supposedly better than me. You yeah. Know, and you wouldn't allow me or my friends to go to your party because of who we were and what we stood for. But at the end of the day, like we were good, you know. Yeah. No matter, no matter all the other bullshit, you know, we for the most part, we was not doing, you know. Heavy drugs. No, we, not, we never went we that. We were way. not doing any of that stupid shit. We were no. not like de demoralizing women. We were not taking no. advantage of like we 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 had fun. We did we demoralized shit, each other. Immature stuff. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we 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 took care of what we had to, and I think that's what makes us a uh, you know a unique group. And that was the interesting part, right? You had a lot of people who uh, might have been funny the things they did. It might have been shit might have been crazy because it was crazy. Like shit was crazy at times. But you looked at a core group of people who were working towards something. And I would say every one of them had a good heart, had a good yeah. heart. 
for yeah. the most part. And I think that's the thing, right? Like there's so many people. I was telling my daughter about this the other day. I was driving her home from school. She's about to graduate. And we were just talking. And I was like, you know what's funny? I was like, you will find people who are doing great right now. And they've done great for 10 years, 15 years, right? Um, and they'll go to college. They'll do this. They'll do that. And they'll come out of it. And this shit will fall apart. Yeah. And I was like, and you'll find people right now who are in your school. You'd be like, yo, that kid's a fuck up. That kid's a knucklehead. That kid's a clown. And that same fucking person, 15 years from now, is going to be the person who's like trying to help people who are like hungry or poor or, you know, like to me, amazing thing about you. And, and this is one of my questions I had to ask you was I found it not amazing because I know the person you are. You're a great person. And, and you know, uh, I'm not trying to shower you with anything. You've always been a great person. I've never met a person who puts people more um, in front of their own needs more than you do. Almost to a fault, to be perfectly honest with you. And I think you know that. I saw you smile because you know that. Um, people can't hear that. But I saw you smile <laughs> because I've never seen someone who's so selfless to the point where they will almost sacrifice their own self to try to help others around them. Um, but if you if you told anybody that at 21, when I remember we go out and get drunk, we'd be like, here's <laughs> to say this shit. He's like... Let's go out tonight and fuck somebody up. <laughs> and 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 that was the energy at 21. But that was the energy at 21. But like that is not who you were. No, I think we had a lot of pain. I feel like all of us had a lot of pain that we were navigating in different I, ways. And that made us want things to be better, which is the difference. I think a lot of the people who everything's going good for, they don't have that pain. No. And and that pain makes you strong, you know, and a lot of people look at that pain as as, as a hurdle, right? But one of yeah. the things that I learned is that, so, one of, so I, I'll speak on to you, like, I appreciate the words because, you know, um, I think it, it that is me, right? That That is me being selfless, but I'm only going to give to the people who I feel need, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, I, I don't, I, I won't give myself and I, at first, I did, right? I gave my heart and my soul to people who you gave a lot of didn't chances. Deserve it. Yeah. And I'm not going to mention things. Yeah. I've known you for a long time. Yeah. You've extended a lot of chances to situations where maybe you shouldn't have. Yeah. And I'm not yeah. saying, I'm not judging you because of that. No, no, no. And, and, what and, I'm saying is that it's a testament to your character that you almost I, give too many chances. Yeah. And, and, I, yeah. and I think that that's like, you know, something that. I think has built me to become, um, um, you know, a better man and a person because I want the next person. And I don't think a lot of people understand that, right? No, I don't I think want, they do. I want, so I, I saw a thing and it was like, the only person that wants you to be better than them is your father. And I, and I saw that, right? And that shit drove me insane and it pissed me off because you know what that's not true no like, that's not true if, if i if i genuinely care for you and i love you i want you to do better than me like i'd pray every like i want bj to be the best version like be better yeah. than me. listen i want you to have the greatest house 
in a fucking million dollar match because you know what? I know that you're a great person and I know that you're going to pay it forward. Like that to me, you know, I'm not no Dalai Lama or anything like that, but that is, that is success to me. Like, you know, uh, uh, that, that, those little things are what's great to me. I, I don't care about my personal success or, or what I think because I'm happy with what I have. But at the end of the day, I always want my friends to be, do better than me. Like, yeah. and, and that's, and, it, and it's, and it's, it's never been a, a challenge. Like, uh, I've never been a one upper. I've never been like, oh, I'm. Doing... And we've known a few. <laughs> I've never been like, oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing better. Yeah. The thing to me is, is uh, if everybody is doing good and doing well, then us as a group is doing well. Like, I would love to. Where does know, that one come of my from? Friends who I was close with own a freaking, you know, Fortune 500 company because you know what? Hey, give my kid a job, you know, let him intern at your place and you know what? Let's go from there. But I want to flip it on you. That's how I look at at life. I I want to flip it on you, right? Because, um, and this taps into something I wrote down. Um, When I think of you, and this has always been the case from when I've got to know you till now, I've always saw you as a person who's, you know, they say people are natural leaders, right? Just is what it is. And, you know, you don't have to take that, whatever. This is me being honest with you, right? Natural leader of people. And when I hear you say things, like I've always wanted others around me to do well. To me, that is what, like, I don't know what gave you that. Like, because that, that is obvious about you is that you've, Like, I remember when I became a dad, like, I don't think anyone expressed belief in me more outside of my wife, more than you did. Not even my own fucking family, bro. Like, not even my own family. Um, I remember you would tell me, like, dude, I always knew you'd be a good father. And like that confidence, because becoming a father is a scary thing. Definitely is. It, it's a scary thing. Like all of a sudden, you go from like doing whatever the fuck you want <laughs> to to being in charge of a little person. Yeah, who's but like, you, but you but can't it, do whatever not, the fuck you want. Hard. So you know what? I see. I saw right all the great qualities in you. Right, um, things that probably you took for granted and you didn't see. Right. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. My kids' birthdays. It yeah. was my son's birthday. Right. And uh-huh. you could buy with an outfit for him, but you also brought my daughter, who mm-hmm. wasn't her birthday, and yeah. you also brought her something because, you know what? You said, hey, I didn't like when my brother got shit, and I ain't get nothing. Yeah. That right there said, hey, you know what? His mentality is worried about the kid's feelings. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I knew, like, you know what? When you took that dad, and listen, man. I'll 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 give you your flowers right now before we get into all of it. I think you've been nothing but a great stepdad because you know what? You don't say that's my stepkids, no, my stepdaughter. I, Hell no. no, those are your kids from day one. Yeah, and that's you know how what? I've had to act. Listen, and you said nothing but love and compassion, but that's you, right? You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you you don't see it like that because. You're like, oh, you're you're the outside person, but that's that's who I know. Yeah. I only see the good in my friends, which is to a fault. And I and I that's my that's it can my, be right. 
it that's can one be. of my one of my bad qualities is that I try to look at the best quality, but at the end but of I'm, the day, I'm gonna go somewhere with it, and I'm and, and like you know this isn't like I don't want to go too far with it, but like yeah. you know right. So there's a lot of people out here who, who say they follow the Lord, they follow Christ, but like, and I'm not trying to compare you to Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 for real, but for real, like when you talk about it. Like when people say, what would Jesus do? Well, Jesus would look for the best in people. And we have a lot of people right now who claim that they love Jesus. They don't act like they love Jesus, right? They don't. So like, to me, you carry love in your heart and, and the way in which you conduct yourself. Like you've never done things. I've never seen you do a thing out of hatred. No, because you know what? I, I, never. I always, I, like, this is one of my main things. And I tell people, right? And And, I, and like, you know, I'm a supervisor and I oversee close to like, you know, I don't know, it's probably up to like 90 people now, right? But I, what I say is not killing people with kindness because that, that I think that phrase means- That, that could be bullshit. Yeah, yeah, that's bullshit. But I will literally ask you, how's your day going? And whether you answer or you don't, I want you to look in the mirror and say, hey, you know what? I was an asshole to Dave because- I'm an asshole, not because yeah. Dave's an asshole, yeah. you know, and because there's a lot of people who, who do that, right? There's a lot of people who say, you know, they walk through lives and they might give you an attitude, right? But what your reaction is, what you're going to be like, what the fuck you looking at? Or, you know what? Lose the fucking attitude. Now it, it validates that person's feelings. Yeah. Oh, I knew he was an asshole. That's why I fucking gave him a dirty look. Like, no, it's on you. If you want to be angry, you want to be mad, you want to be shallow, you want to be uh, that person, that's on you. But I'm I'm going to let you know that at the end of the day, I could look in the mirror and say, you know what? I treated that person with respect or 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 anything like that. And one of the things I have on my on my lock screen is um, you know, a quote by Martin Luther King, right? And it was like, you know, it's a, it in in essence is like be the best person that you can be. It doesn't matter what you do, you know, um, but be the best at whatever you do to the fullest T. And I think that's the most important part is like, hey, I'm going to be the best version of me. Yeah, I'm going to try to give you the best version of me because that's all I can give you. I'm not going to be fake. And you know what? The people that are around me, I want the best for them because you know what? That's genuine. Like, I'm always going to be 100% genuine. Listen. There's been a lot of people that I'm like, fuck that motherfucker, fuck you. Yeah. Hey, I'm like, oh, that's that, that's I'm how you feel. The truth. Yeah, that's how I am. Like, yeah. you know what? If I if I care for you, I care for you. And if I don't, I'm gonna let you know. But you know what? I think there's good in everyone. But at the end of the day, like people just don't realize what their value is and what their impact is. The impact is big. You know what I mean? And I didn't realize my impact to my kids. You know, my son is 15 now. Yeah. And it's crazy because since he was a little kid, all I did was talk to him. Talk, 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 talk. And not in a, you know, uh, these are my rules, these are my regs. I spoke to him. And at times, I never thought he listened to anything that I told him. Yeah, because it doesn't feel like they do. It doesn't feel like they listen to anything you said. And and I tell you one thing. One of the best conversations I had was, you know, he plays travel basketball and he's always all over the place. 
which is something I want to get into. So I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off of it. But go ahead. All right. So so um no, I'll let you piggyback off of it because what I have is kind of a long complex answer, but we we can we can go because we got time. <laughs> so so the thing is like um I ain't going nowhere. I got a couple I, more beers. <laughs> I uh, my thing is instilling confidence, right? Because I think kids, all kids need confidence. Because it doesn't matter what you do. If I'm confident in what I do, um, I'm going to be successful. doesn't matter because success won't be based on whether I win or I lose, whether I'm a millionaire or I make 10 bucks. The confidence is going to let you know that you are a successful person because you believe in yourself. Yeah. So, So we were driving over the bridge and one of the things I told him is, you know, he he had a long weekend and he was he wasn't playing that good because he was playing with ninth graders when he was in sixth grade or seventh grade. Yeah, he's he kind of always been a little bit ahead of the curve. He was always playing up and 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 what I told him, he was just not playing like himself. And what I told him, I said, Listen, I don't care whether you score or whether you succeed, like whether you're pushing the ball or doing all these things, and I give him like basketball terms. I said, the number one thing is you need to understand that you're one of the best players on the court. And if you don't believe that, then you shouldn't be playing up. 100%. And you could play with kids that are your age group. I said, as a parent, my job is to protect you, right? Because that's what we do. Yeah. And I said, you know what? Because we're going to be gone one day. Yeah. And I said, emotionally, everything. So I said, don't fucking listen to me. <laughs> because I don't think kids should listen to their parents because you know why parents and it, I take that back so you should listen to us your kid's gonna hear this thing like dad they said I shouldn't listen you said I shouldn't listen to you motherfucker <laughs> but, I ain't taking out the garbage I, I mean in the sense of don't fucking listen to me because you know what my job is to protect you emotionally yeah let you know that's good so you know what I'm gonna tell you it's okay hey yeah. you didn't do right it's okay don't listen to me in that sense. Push yourself to the limits that you want to. You know that you set your own expectation and your standard, and you have to live by that. Because you know what? If you want to go play college basketball, then you know what? I'm going to tell you it's okay to go to community college. Or yeah. it's okay if you don't. Because you know what? Yeah, because you love them. I'm emotionally vested in your well-being. Yeah. Like I want you to be okay. Don't fucking listen to me. Yeah. Hey, that's you. That's what you want to do. Then shoot for that. Yeah. Like if you want to be successful, then do those things. So as a parent, you know, we're always trying to protect our kids. But at the end of the day, we, we need to let them like let them off the leash. It's know? funny because you're talking some like you're talking some real like heavy parent shit because it's true. It's like like preparing your kids for the world is the job that we have. Right. Like yeah. we have 75 years, 72 years, 76 years, 63 years. 52 years we don't fucking know honestly but what we do know is that we have these years with our kids now and so much of it is like trying to tell them like how life will come at you right because it's it's easy to make your kids feel good right you can make your kid feel good but that's bullshit yeah um but it's also like and like you're talking some real shit like saying like there's a dichotomy, right? Where it's like, you're always going to love your kids. So you're like, yo, Caden could do nothing in basketball and you wouldn't give a fuck. Yeah. I you would love him. 
He could become he, he'd be like, I'm hanging it up and I'm become the 2K champ. Yeah. <laughs> be like, Bet. I'm with you because uh, yep. you love him. I'm, I'm going to support your online gaming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to pay that $15 a month. We're going to get that live subscription. <laughs> We're going to get Game Pass, you know? Yeah. But, um, but if he wants to, if he wants to be great, he needs to find his own motivation and his own bit, which is like, it's very interesting. Because one of the questions I had for you, if I grab my fucking folder, I'm going to grab a lamp and put it in here because I want you to see my face because I love you. No, You're definitely. an asshole. But one of my questions for you was about like the fact that, um, first of all, you have four kids. Four. Trinity, Kaden, Ariana, and Ava, right? So you got four kids. Trinity. Which, like, and they spin Trinity. a pretty good. They, what did you say? You said Trinity. Yeah, I said Trinity. Oh, uh, that was the first one I said. You drunk? <laughs> you went in order. I, I appreciate yeah, it. I tried to. I wrote it down. <laughs> so, um, but what if I'm saying... To to, me, if you're going to talk to me about fatherhood, man... We could talk forever about that this, shit. Yeah, this is going to get, you know, emotional. And, and I don't know if I'm prepared for that, but <laughs> I, I'm going to try to be as honest as possible. Well, what I mean by that, and I am going to talk about that. So you, you're pegging me. Um, not, <laughs> not in that way. You ever hear of pegging? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> not that way. I mean, well, you have well, whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh shit, I love you, man. I love talking to you. Um, I wish you were here. I'd give you a big ass hug. I, I love know, you. I you. Um, that's that's not beer talking. That's just my no, appreciation for you, you as a person. Um, no, but like, so you love your kids equally, right? It's and true. I've always experienced that. Anytime I've seen you, it's like I've. You, you you like like when I say natural leader, um, you led the pack, right? So you were the first dude out of all our friends to have kids, right? Yeah. So I remember back in the days, me and you used to play Madden and rock Caden in the little fucking <laughs> rocker. Yep. We would drink a little bit and we wouldn't get crazy until Caden yeah. went to sleep. Yep. And when Caden went to sleep, it was on. It was on. <laughs> <laughs> it was Dude, on. Shit was on. We used to yeah, play online like... Madden games, pass the controller back and forth. <laughs> and but it was funny because like I don't even like we were young then. We were young guys. Yeah, we yeah. We were young yeah. men. 20, and, 20, 24, 25. But one of the interesting things about like I said, you know, um, I've never met someone who's like I said, your love for your kids is evident. It comes across, but one of the one of the interesting things, one of the things I might not do, <laughs> I love my kids, is the amount of like fucking traveling you do for your basketball shit. Like one day you're like, oh, I'm in Florida, and I was like, oh, like Florida, New York. <laughs> like no, no, Florida, Florida, no, for Florida. basketball tournament. So your your son is very good at basketball. Um, but besides him just being good at, but like. You have put a lot of time into the tra like the travelies and all that shit. It's like, what is that like? It's tough, you know. At the end of the day, I think at the you know, if if you love your kids, you do whatever their passion is, right? So I, I wish that I had that. Um, I wish that you know, uh, my 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 dad or or my mom would have been like, hey, you know, I I. Later on, I grew an affinity for football, you know, 
and and we didn't come from a sports family. So I wanted him and now, you know, my daughter plays basketball. I wanted them to be successful and try to provide anything that they could to help them be successful. Why do you think they turned to basketball? Like you're such a football guy. I am a football guy, but you like know, you were a defensive coordinator. Out of all people I know, <laughs> you know the X's and O's football better than anybody. But you know what? I was so happy because you yeah, get you don't to, want his brain getting you get to enjoy it. No, no, no. But like oh. you go into you go into you can't be a dad because you go into coach mode. Yeah, that's true. When it's you go what into you know. Coach mode, you go and if you play the sport, you're like, hey. You're doing this wrong. You're yeah. opening up. You're dropping your hip. So basketball was not my forte. So it wasn't. You were bad. Yeah, yeah, but as far as you know, playing it and understanding all of it, I didn't know. So I think that that was one of the better things for me. Is is as a parent, I get to enjoy it. But now I've gone it so far along that I'm like, hey, you know, you should be doing this or that. So I, I go. I still go into the coach mode because you know. Uh, I think when you're you know a student of any game, you uh, I'm watching YouTube videos and I'm watching this and I'm watching that and I'm learning different drills. So I think that aspect. But one of the bigger things that I'm proud of and you probably don't even know is I started an AAU franchise. I know that you were doing that with the girls. Yeah, so, I was aware, but I didn't I didn't know much about it. But tell me about that a little bit more. Um, so I started a, a, a AAU program called New York Prime. Um, you know, right now we're doing third grade to seventh grade girls, uh, which is, you know, uh, one of the things that I'm proud of because it's kind of an ode to our friend John Paul who passed away. Um, I wanted to make this a general thing, right? So I started it as a non-for-profit. I eventually... If Did I, you really? Yeah. So I eventually want to, you know, if we do... Generate money. I, I want to give it back to um, Suicide Prevention Hotline yeah. and, you know, um, the Ryan House over in Sorgates. So, you know, uh, we haven't generated any money from it. But um, that's one of the things that, you know, I did in, for him because I, I don't know much about the not-for-profit or the, you know, funding aspect of it. But it was kind of like, hey, um, how can I change the world, right? I can't change yeah, the world in one swoop. But what I'm trying to do is instill confidence in these girls and let them know, hey, you, you know, you worth something. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter about basketball, but you know what? I'm gonna let you know it's okay. I'm gonna try to build that confidence in you. Um and right now it's currently serving girls, but eventually, you know, I want to do boys and I want to like get into, you know, the aspect of hey, you know, you're valuable. Um because not every parent is the most loving, caring, warm. No. But you can get that from a coach if you play sports. Yeah. Um, um, and I don't think that that's, you know, generally their role. They don't have to do that. But I think that, you know, that other person telling you, hey, you know, you're worth something. Um, it goes a long way, especially in kids. You know, when you become an adult, it, it, you know, it's not that, hey, you know, you're trying to get something Figure out of it. But as a kid, you need to understand, like, hey. Uh, and you mean something, and it's important. So uh, it's one of the things that I'm I'm happy about. Uh, I'm prideful about it. I think we have a total of 46 girls that between third grade to seventh grade tried out. Well, not tried out because we kept it open for everybody. Yeah. 
um, I think is, you know, one of the things that I'm proud of is like, I want to run it as a kind of a developmental, right? So you're not generally going to get cut. If you have an interest in it, then you know what, you put your work in. And if you want to stay after practice, we end, you know, you, you take that half hour at the end of practice and you work at it. So um, I think that it's it's working out. It's going well. Um, you know, we haven't played any tournaments or anything like that. So it's still in the upcoming phase, but I think it's been successful. That's awesome, man. It's funny because I had a similar thing um, when I was doing comedy. And I'm not doing it anymore, but I was doing it for a while. And um, one of the things I wanted to do, it's funny, One of my I had a couple of goals. And one of the things is I wanted to run a show. So I actually ran a show and I was very happy with it. <laughs> But one of the things that I wanted to run a, a benefit show, like um, I wanted to do a suicide prevention show, honestly. Um, a couple of the comics I came across had friends who passed, you know, from that. And uh, we've had friends, you know, uh, yeah. Matthew, Matt Bowen was, you know, one of them. John mm-hmm. Paul, another one, you know, and mm-hmm. um, like you said, you, like, what can we do? I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I think I think it's. You know, uh, a lot of people don't talk about um, men's mental health. No. Uh, because, you know, for no. our generation, that was kind of, there was Boko, you're not hard enough. Like, stop being a bitch. Like, those are the words that, you know, yeah. came out if somebody said, and which is not right, you know, um, because you're, you're entitled to feel a certain way. We weren't allowed to express those things. Uh, but I think that, you know, um, the guilt, you know, John Paul was a really close friend of mine. Yeah, um, he was. So, you were his. I, I don't know the whole story, but I yeah. would. You were probably one of his best friends. I don't know his experience yeah. or who he thought. That, was, that was, you know, that was my. That was my. I call him my brother because oh. uh, that's what we refer to each other as. You know what I mean? Um, but it was, you know, I was the best man at his wedding. He was always, you know, a great friend to me. You know, everything. But I think that the the extent of what people don't understand is people suffer and people suffer in silence. Yeah. Um, you know, and and you need to understand that someone loves you. Uh yeah. doesn't you know, and 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 it doesn't matter. Um, a lot of people don't see the love, right? They might understand that you care for them or you want their well being, but love is love. And at the end of the day, I loved him. Um, you know, he made a decision that impacted, will impact me for, for, for the rest of my life. Um, but it also impacted his mom, his dad, uh, close friends. Um, you know, so so I think that spreading the word about men's mental health, uh, spreading the word about, you know, um, just someone being there for you. I think that's very important to, you yeah. know. I think it's the acceptance, you know, it's... um. You know, I mean, not to get into that specific situation, but just in general, like um, a lot of times the circles that men run in or whatever, uh, you know, there's there's not a lot of if you're going through something, there's not a lot of support, you know, and And, um, even though like three of your friends could support you, the other 10 might not, you know, and and, um yeah, man, it was it's terrible. Like, and it's crazy because like two people I consider friends and, and decent friends, and, and and not my best friends. I'm not going to sit here and lie and exaggerate how close I was to these people. Yeah. But Matt and John were people that I had connections with, you know. 
Yeah. And uh, real connections with. And um, I knew they were hurting. New dudes were hurting. Yeah. And you know what? We talked and we talked and, and we we shared and we were supportive. And like, that's not always enough. Like no. pain, the pain that people go through, it's bigger than uh, somebody saying, I'm here for you. Like sometimes people are hurting so bad they don't want to be here. And there's a lot of judgment that comes with that of like, how could you do that? And it's like, you don't know how much that person's hurting. Like we don't know where they're at. You know what I mean? It's like, I feel like it's hard to say. I think, I, I don't know. My my own personal experience is I felt that way before, but I've never, you know, I've never been that close yeah. to the situation, but it, it's just one of those things I, where. I actually wrote him a, a poem because <laughs> you know ain't nothing wrong with that me, nothing to laugh you, about you know, you know you know how he used to call me Edgar Allen Dones and shit because yeah. fucking one article about me playing football and shit saying that I like poetry yeah. they, you know so he, he used to call me Edgar Allen Dones so, uh, they, uh, his cousin put together like a book that she was going to give to his mom for his would-be 40th birthday so um yeah I mean, that's fucking heartbreaking man yeah yeah so <laughs> so it, it was it was funny uh it was it was you know painful for me but at the end of the day i think he would have got a kick out of it because you know uh, edgar Allan dones uh had to fucking go back to high school days of you know writing my soliloquies drop and a little rhyme on twos and shit <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what the funny thing about John is um uh John fought hard as shit. Like you can't sit here and say that John didn't fight. Yeah. You know, yeah. like and and if you want me to edit this out, just let me know. We'll edit anything we have to edit out. But like don't, don't sit here and say John didn't fight. John fought hard as fuck. Like yeah. John went through all the processes, right? Like well, what could we have done? Like like John did the things, like John went to therapy and he and he, and John went to the programs and and John fought like a fucking like a champion. Yeah. But the truth is, is like like in life, you can fight as hard as you can. Mike Tyson is Mike Tyson sometimes. Yeah. And and the shit that you fucking have to overcome is like the waves are too strong sometimes. And yeah, honor the spirit of the person who fought. For all those fucking years, right? Like you don't know that person's battle every fucking day of their life. Um, but that good person, great person, and last last memory I have of him was the last time I was with him. We were it was about a year and some change yeah. in in your in your in your basement draft uh, party. We had a great time, <laughs> and you know what? At that time, I knew he was hurting. I knew he was hurting, and um, but it was good to spend the time with him and talk to him and and, and express love for him, you know. Um, ah, oh, man, I stick with dark, <laughs> but that's okay because that's life. Life isn't always fucking easy. Um, but yeah, so so I'm gonna flip it. I'm gonna flip it, right? Let's Not flip. because I don't want it. Like I don't mind. No, let's flip. Let's let's go up. Because... No, I don't mind talking this. We can talk this. But I'm gonna flip it to something a little more fun. So you got a drink? Put it up. Let's put it up for for John. Let's put it up for Matt. Let's put it up for a lot of our friends. Um, let's put it for the love that we have for these guys. Little little to the (laughs) to the screen. So remember, freeway had that. So switch lanes. Do you remember that song? (laughs) Switch side. Flip side. Flip side. Flip side. Yeah. 
I knew you would know what the freeway song was. <laughs> you know, you you know me the, the whole state property. Crack, you know, you know, you know me, huh? Let me tell you something. Do you know Beanie Siegel is isn't fat anymore? Did you no, know? No, he's skinny Siegel. It fucked me up. He's like a Siegel. Dude, I was watching YouTube. Yeah. And like Charlemagne gets into beef with Beanie Siegel, and he was on the morning show, and it was Beanie Siegel. But I said that ain't fucking Beanie Siegel. No, he looked that like dude's he played 32 ounces. What the fuck happened to Beanie Siegel? He sat in the baby chair and had to get weighed. He's he, he's like he's like celery Siegel. He ain't Beanie <laughs> Siegel anymore. I was like, he don't even sound the same. Like, how did his voice box not get yeah, fat? What the no, fuck happened to him? It was like that pipe smoke and shit. But it was pretty funny because I was like, Beanie Siegel. So I don't know how I'm getting on that. Um, but yeah, of course you would know a fucking Rockefeller reference from 2004. <laughs> um, but all right, so I'm gonna flip it. You, I'm looking at your hat. Right now you're wearing a New York Jets hat. Yeah. So there's a million things that have connected us as friends. I think one of the bigger <laughs> ones is probably football. Um, even though really the big things are just people we are. But you're a New York Jets fan. Yeah, I love them. And you I, are a... My, like my first heart. My first love. My first love. Fucking probably be your last days. love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But when people say die hard, you're kind of like the definition. You've been dying hard for about 41 years. Now. Yeah, yeah. Growing fucking gray. It's fucking... funny because as a 49ers fan, I'm like, oh, shit's been tough. And then I'm like, oh, I could be a Jets fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you can fucking punch holes in a wall. You can break oh. up your house and then have to repair it. Oh, we, fucking... we went to the NFC Championship and lost. Ugh, that sucks. Went to I the Super Bowl. Yeah. Because they so... hear me fucking be a Jets fan. So I have a couple questions for you as a Jets fan. All right. Ready for these ones? First of all, <laughs> how much of a dick is Aaron Rodgers on a scale of 1 to 10? Like, now ten. that he's really getting exposed to the New York media. He is a 10. Oh, isn't he horrible? He, you know what it is? You can't teach a dick not to be a dick. Yeah, it's just in his soul. And yeah. Uh, listen, but you know what? I'll take that asshole and I'll take that dick. Ooh, whoa, oh, whoa. Oh, you can take that dick. <laughs> Edit that shit out. Pause. <laughs> you take that asshole and that dick. You'll take both. At least you'll take both. Yeah, now I'll take him being who he is because that's who he's been always. Like, you know what I mean? You can't yeah. fucking turn, you can't turn a lemon into an orange. Like, that, he is what he is. But he has a new level of spotlight that, like... yes. Listen, I just saw some stupid shit about him watching a documentary on the 86 Mets. I saw the same why, shit. Yeah, and this is why he wants to bring a championship to the yeah. Jets because they're loyal. Like, Shut the fuck up, man. Yeah. I said, you, you, sound like some shit somebody... you have not been in the trenches. You yeah. don't fucking understand us. Exactly. It's like when somebody like comes up with a reason why they like their girlfriend, but it's a bad reason. Yeah. It's like, she oh, fucking, yo, no, but she kind of... She, she looks good in the morning. Exactly. You can't come in with that shit. That's not genuine. He's like, yeah, I watched something no. about how the Mets lost a lot. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm like, not. Yeah. Like, you saw, saw Daryl Strawberry and Doc Gooding getting high, and then you that's what mean. get high, too. Your ayahuasca taking fuck. I I'm saw proud. the same thing. I was like, he awesome. literally was like, I heard the Mets lost a lot, and it'd be nice to bring winners <laughs> to a losing. Like, what? Because most Jet fans, I'm like, motherfucker, no. I like the Yankees, bitch. Exactly. Well, that's the other part. It's kind of out of touch. Like, a lot. Yeah. It's not like every Mets fan is a Jet no, fan. That's no. not how it works you, in New York. Yeah. Like, 
Listen, I have to have some fucking winning in my life. Yeah. Well, well, how about the Knicks, by the way? Ooh. They made right, a little listen, run. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed Jalen Brunson doing his thing. It was nice to see the Knicks at least be relevant and, and yeah. make a run at it. But so uh, I'm glad you put a 10 because you know I've never liked Aaron Rodgers. Nope. Ever that, in my life. Your, uh, yeah. Hated that guy for like literally the last 20 years. Well, and now that he's in New York, it's just like, oh, my God, I can't stop hearing about this guy. Oh, I felt like there was something cosmic about me being here. Shut the fuck up. No, the cosmic is, yeah, it's taking ayahuasca and getting high as fuck. But you know what it is, too? It's like he's a person who needs people to love him. Yeah. And but you know what? The Packers yeah. got tired of it, and the Jets are the perfect team. Jets haven't had a quarterback in no. since Chad Pennington. Listen, it, it's, 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 I'm not going to say it's a bad thing for the Jets, right? It's It's a good marriage. The Jets have been yearning for a quarterback. Yeah, they didn't fit the bill, so that that just gives the Jets a top tier quarterback, a top tier wide receiver in Garrett Wilson, a top tier running back in Brees Hall. You should top, be a good team. A top tier no offensive lineman in AVT, a top tier defensive lineman in Quinnen, two top tier cornerbacks in DJ Reed and Sauce. So and a top tier linebacker. So every position on every part of the field that matters, they have one of the better players in the NFL. But here's the question. Saying all the things you've said. Yes. If they go eight and nine, doesn't everybody get fired? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, the there, risk there, with there, the there's Rogers. No, there's thing. no now I don't say everybody. I think Joe Douglas is giving you Salah's gone. Yeah, he is the one. And that's horrible because I feel like the Jets found the, the guy to build around. And if this Aaron Rodgers shit doesn't work out, the whole thing gets cleared out. Yeah. No, I think I think I think they've done everything to be successful. Um it's just a matter of putting it on the field. So I think you guys what, go ten and seven. What do you think? I say ten and seven. I I, I say ten and seven, eleven and six. That's 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 realistic. Yeah. I think you here's the thing. Salah is such a good leader, and the defense is so solid that even if Aaron Rodgers kind of stinks it up a little bit, he's a million times better than what you had. Yes, I agree. And I feel like the leadership is strong within the building. Like if Salah was more of a punk, because he's not, you know, like if all of a sudden you need to run the ball more, I don't think Salah will be like intimidated by Rodgers. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think so either. But he kind of... He kind of did have you over a barrel a little bit. So here's my other question, Jet-related. First of all, do you think they win a Super Bowl in your lifetime? <laughs> in my lifetime? You're 41, brother. I'm hoping I have you got about 35, 40 more years. I'm hoping at least I have at least another 30. I am. Gonna I feel say, the same way. I am going to say yes. The when? reason why I'm going to say yes is because when? I want – I think that, <laughs> to be honest, the Jets will probably get sold. Woody Johnson will cash out. Yeah, he'll get tired of it. All those yeah. billionaires and then get I'll, tired and of I'll it. I think they'll sell it to an ambitious uh, uh, owner who will take the lead and get us there. Um, How so, old are you? 41. No, when it happens. Oh, when they win the Super Bowl? Yeah, just throw it out there. If you could just imagine it in your 52. head. 52. What? 52. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. 
We only got 11 more years. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going all in on this year, and I'm not going to. You're going to be the Puerto Rican Joe Beningo. You're going to be 68. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be Jose Beningo S. <laughs> no, but I, 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 I honestly, if there's a team, like, I don't like Jets fans. You know that. And I really don't like the Jets. I've never liked the Jets. I, I know. Because they, the, but that's just fan base. Meanwhile, right? uh, oh, ex Jets quarterback is going to be your starting quarterback for the beginning of the season. Sam Darnold. If you Sam know? Darnold wins a Super Bowl with us, it'll be the funniest shit ever. Oh my god, that'd, that'd be, be the funniest thing ever. Yeah. Uh, he won't, but that's fine. No, but you know, Jets fans come like it, Giants fans are the same way. Some are unbearable, and some are cool. It's just there's like it's like one way or the other. Um, but I do wish for you that I, I would love to watch the Jets win a Super Bowl with you. Oh my god, I I, I do because you're a good you fan. Know, you know I'm gonna fuck. Like, you're a great you fan. Know I'm gonna lose my shit. Well, that's another question I had for you. So you're gonna answer this one. Right. When the Jets win the Super Bowl, huh. what the fuck happens in your life? After oh. the buzzer hits zero 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 zero. Number one, I'm probably if they make the Super Bowl, I'm not gonna drink. No, I, no, I want to remember. No, so, every bit so, of it, right? Yeah, I want to remember. Now, once yeah. they receive that Super Bowl trophy, it's over. I am fucking twenty five <laughs> year old. I probably might lose my job because I'm gonna go into town and get into a fight and fucking yeah. Just shotgunning beers, fucking. I am, I am fucking funnels. Wherever I'm living, I am funneling beers. I have an ice luge. I already have everything all prepped for the Super Bowl. And if they fucking win, God damn, like shit, it is gonna be. I'm gonna every- tell you this much: no matter where you are in life, if the Jets are in the Super Bowl, I'm coming to wherever you are. <laughs> you could live in Nebraska. I'd be like, babe, I got to go to Nebraska for two uh, days. Because uh, I'd have to watch that with you. Because you're probably... You, I, I'm not leaving anywhere. I'm going to be around here. But yes. Yeah. So uh, what I'm uh, saying uh, is, uh, when that time comes, and it will, I feel like it will. I feel like the Jets will make the Super Bowl before we're dead. And I want them to win it. Because I feel like if they don't win it in that time, they'll never get back and we'll just die. <laughs> <laughs> but I still remember to this day... The Niners were playing the Baltimore Ravens in the Super Bowl. And you came over to my house. And I think you had Caden with you. Uh, uh, You couldn't stay for the game, but you brought me over a chocolate beer. It was like a chocolate something. And it was like double chocolate stout. Yes. And I'll tell you, it meant it's it's always been a little things with us, Dave. Yeah. meant so much because you knew how much this meant to me yeah. and you wanted to be part of it and you wanted to show love so you brought that beer over that shit was delicious that game <laughs> was trash i drank that shit in the first half and i was like what the fuck by the, the by the middle of the first half i was smoking cigarettes with my dad on my porch <laughs> <laughs> and then we made this crazy comeback and it is what it is but it's funny because i think you have a point right during that super bowl i got shit faced bomb that 49ers Ravens Super Bowl and I remember it through like highlights and I do remember us coming back but I was fucked up yeah I want to see I want to fucking remember yeah and then the 49ers Chiefs Super Bowl I took it real easy <laughs> I, I probably had about six seven beers yeah. 
remember a whole lot more of it. And uh, they both sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really would like to watch the Jets win the Super Bowl with you, even I, though I don't want to see the Jets win the Super Bowl. But I would enjoy it, but at the same time, I am apprehensive to the whole fucking thing, just because. I don't know. You know, you know, Jet fans are fucking the most pessimistic fucks. Yeah, you guys yeah, are you the know worst. Me. Miserable. Oh, number one, right? I'm like, fuck those motherfuckers. Like, you know, I'm I'm always gonna be that guy who. Because yeah. I think that's a that's if you're a true Jet fan, you just always see fucking the wheels falling off. But uh, I'm I'm excited about the opportunity because I think that as a team is going in a different direction. Uh, I hate Aaron Rodgers so much, Dave. I wish I could get on the boat with you. I I wanted you guys to get Garoppolo so bad. I'd be like the honorary Jets fan this season. (laughs) No, because I was like, you guys have all the things right. Yeah. But like reaching for the aging quarterback who's kind of a fucking prick. But you know what? Kind of. He is. He's just a total prick. But at the same time, maybe he's super motivated to be like, fuck you. I could do and, but it. But you know what? I think I've seen a lot of that from him, but I don't know him personally. But I've seen the little things that he's done uh, just to incorporate himself into the team and be a part of it. He Listen, sounds like he's doing it. He I sounds. think I think I think that, you know, he understands where he's at in his career. I think he gets legacy a little bit. I do think yeah. he gets that. Yeah. And I do think he understands that the story about him is that haven't won in a long time. So I want to flip to another thing that we have in common. That was one of the things that kind of really kind of like bonded us together. Freestyling. Right. Ooh. Yeah. You know what it is. Uh, we used to, come on. That was our thing. Yeah. That so, was our thing. Um, we still is our thing. If you get us drunk enough. Yeah. <laughs> but I had a couple, I had a quick, I had a couple for you and I wonder where you look at this. All right, so here I got a proposition for you, right? Situation. You have to choose one beat. Okay. And you get to have two people in the cipher with you. Rappers. Like, you know, rapper rappers. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So what's the beat you're choosing? And who are the two people you're having in the cipher with you? Uh I would probably go. Um, this can't be life because I Ooh, like Oh, what yeah. a good beat, uh, Kanye. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, so and it was Scarface, Beanie, and Jay Z. Oh, yeah. God, I love it. So, so I, I will go. This can't be life, just because I like to. Can't be love. It's gotta be us. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it lets you open up on to what you're really feeling. Holy uh, shit! This heart, is the best answer you know, ever. Yeah, I think that 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 um would be just great, wholesome. Uh, but I you would killed put, with the pick. If I had to pick two artists, yeah, I would pick Any J. Two. Cole. J. Cole. J. Cole? Yeah. You like J. Cole like that? Yeah. J. No, Cole. I'm not that much in I I'm old and I, I don't yeah. know. No, no, listen, I don't I don't listen to anything. You know me. I'm 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 very yeah. I knew music. Our tastes are different with rap music. We both love it. Yeah, yeah, but I like Canadian um, optometrists with one <laughs> eyeball, you know. <laughs> so, so I would go with J Cole because he is, um, 
he is Nas, but without Nas's um, philosophy, right? So, yeah. so he's more a little bit more relatable with where you and I are having a conversation. We can understand what J. Cole says, but very complex and deals with more like little issues. And then the second person that I would probably pick is Joyner Lucas. Honestly, you love Joyner Lucas. You've been talking about Joyner Lucas yeah, yeah. for 10 years now. So so Joyner, I would probably pick just because kind of the same thing is like a relatable um very wordsmith you know back in the day that was a, the 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 saying he's a wordsmith he's a wordsmith he's a, and, smith, and so a smith of words and i think that with the this can't be life beat they will tell you something about um that you would fucking feel in your heart and it would be a song that you can play at a wedding at a funeral and at a fucking bar mitzvah like you're gonna feel it no matter what, dude. Uh, I feel like this can't be life was probably like I, I I had a choice and I feel like you fucking ruined it with that one because <laughs> I feel like that's literally the greatest. I, I, like I'm with you. That's probably the greatest because like as you say, if you're if you're doing a freestyle, like you want to bring out what's in inside somebody, the yeah, passion yeah, or something. That's like, the spoken word that we do. That's yeah, like this God, can't we, we be like word. It's like uh when I walk in the studio, I did this with Jig. He got his, his son just died and wasn't one of his kids. Like Scarface's <laughs> verse on that. Like you can't yeah. listen to that song and be like, I'm just gonna rap about like you know, getting paid overtime. Like, no, yeah. not, <laughs> you're gonna rap about what's wrong with you, what's wrong with your family, how your kid like and, got a and, learning disability. No, you're gonna rap about all the realest shit in your life. Like this can't be life is going to take your soul and be like on the table. Yeah. And I, and, and that's kind of like, I've been in a, this can't be life mode, you know, obviously we need to freestyle out of this can't be life. Your, your birthday's coming up. Uh, John Paul's would have birthday been coming up. Yeah. I, I, I see, you know, the dates and I'm just like, damn, you know what I mean? Like, this is something that we do. This is something that, and I love it because that that's us, right? Like yeah. this is this is us. Like what bonded us and what brought us together is your affinity for music. Yeah, love it. Yeah, I love it. And 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 that and you know and we can take music and one thing about I love about music is like hey, you can put a song on for every occasion and every moment. Yeah. Every Unless you're Mike, then you put on 25 seconds and then you don't put the rest of the song on. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the first 30 seconds. That's it. That's the occasion. And then a skip. Don't let don't give his ass fucking control. He used to be the ADHD DJ. <laughs> ADHD DJ. <laughs> People used to hate that motherfucker, man. Listen. He would ruin the party. Time. Yeah. Like, Hold on, cut me with everyone dancing and shit mid stroke. He's coming. <laughs> oh shit. Oh man. That's a great that's a great section. Like, so I'm answering my own question on that one because I want to hear your bit. Someone's on No, that bit. that's I wanted to that's what I was about to ask. I said, I want to hear who would you would choose with your beat because yeah. I know your ass and you are very off the case. You can yeah. be very wordsmith or you can go with just a beat 
I know. So, so, so many times we're like, I could probably eat, a quality, and you'd be like, or, "What the or, fuck uh, is this?" <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with probably a, a beat that's probably a J Dilla beat, or, or yeah, that's really close. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a J Dilla beat that literally makes me want to cry, and I want to hear it at my funeral. No joke. <laughs> It's called Time, the Donut of My Heart. And it's like, I want that to be playing when I'm dead. And people are sitting around and having a drink and eating food. And I want people to sit there and feel that song. Because that song is like my soul in a song. And I can only explain it that way. That's not what I would freestyle on, though. Yeah. But, yeah, if you want me to get into shit, like, I have... I have a fun. I have our my final question is going to be a fun one, um, but yeah, no, I would probably go. Fuck, yours was so good; it's pissing me off. Because <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I want to just, you know what? This can't be life. Yeah, that's probably the best <laughs> beat you could possibly rap over, um, because it really is like, holy shit. Well, we have some. We really had some good ones though. Like, I, I no, but dude, wait. this can't be life. Is like I'm thinking that I'm like, fuck. I could rap about over this can't be life right now. Yeah, you're gonna know everything about what I'm currently feeling. Yes. and going through. No, so you know, is, I'm gonna just is, like, fuck, was, Dave, I don't yeah. have the good answer. I'm gonna say this can't be life because holy shit, that's such a good one. But I will say for a fun beat, I would say um, uh, Black Rob. Whoa. Mm. That shit will just get you pumped up. Like, you ready to fight somebody. You're just getting it, getting head in the club. Like, whoa. Like, I, and you you know what I was going to, I, I, if it wasn't so from the heart, I would have went with, uh, uh, woke up this morning. Got, got myself, myself oh, a got one. Got myself a one. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. we, we had so much fun yeah. with that song. We remixed that song. So many times we should um, create like the 12. We should literally cr- just create, like, just do like a 15 song freestyle album just for fun. One oh day. my god, that would be great! That, would be that, I, I would listen, I, I'm all in for that because you know what? That, 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 just get that like a 30 be, pack, <laughs> a bottle of tequila, pack of PBRs, and like, we, we're on. Like, the, the, that tell, session tell, is gonna be the best. Tell what else? Don't ask anything of us for 12 hours, no. But yeah, no, I would probably like no, like yours. I'm, I'm honestly that one was so good. But I would probably say, I, I think "Whoa" would just be a fun pump up song. The people I would want to rap with, DMX. Oh yeah, from the pure like guttural experience of life in which he would talk from. And um, the next one would probably be Tupac. And those are like so basic. I feel like they're like vanilla and strawberry, but yeah, the two of the realest people who yeah. just told you what they felt. There was no like metaphors. It was like my mom was a crackhead. Yeah. Um, I hate my life. My dog's the only thing I have in life. The like, real. Just, just, just like everything. Like there That's was them. no they, hiding. They're gonna give you everything that they had. They hid Everything nothing. They, they're going to give you. Yeah. They hid nothing in life. They hid absolutely nothing. Yeah. Tupac would talk about like everything about himself. DMX slipping. You listen to slipping today. That shit makes you want to cry. Yeah. Because like that's a man struggling and being like, this is everything about me. Yeah. That isn't right. Uh, rapid fire. These can be like yes, no's. Okay. Short answers. 
All right. Um, Tupac or Biggie? Biggie. Bitch ass motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> After what I just said. <laughs> um, tequila or vodka? Tequila. Damn right. Damn yeah. motherfucking right. No fucking vodka out here. Uh, favorite jet ever? Ooh, I would have to go with Altoon. Altoon? Yeah. Concussion syndrome Altoon? Yes, because he was probably, when I was younger, that was probably the best wide receiver he I've was. seen. Uh, but that was also my first inkling of becoming a Jets fan. He kind of like inspired you. So that was like, yeah, that was that was kind of my my. Uh, so my, it wasn't Browning Nagel. <laughs> no, uh, Wayne Corbett would probably be the next. Ah, you know, Clifton, New Jersey. I was in Passaic. Uh, you know, so so a lot a lot of relations. I, I respect that, man. You know, I find that funny because I feel a similar way when like, who's your favorite Niner ever? I have like two or three. One of them is like Merton Hanks. Who was like Yeah, because I loved him because he's just fucking the man. He used to do that chicken head dance and everything. Yeah, because he had a fucking 77 Huge inch neck. neck. Yeah, but there was something about him. It was like, it's weird what makes you like a player when you're young. Yeah. I feel like it tells you something. Like, I like Burton Hanks. You know why? He was kind of under the radar. Same thing with Al Toon, right? Like, yeah. You can yeah. go for the most popular jet ever, but at the same time, it's like something about a guy who's like maybe a little underappreciated. So let me move on. Least favorite jet ever. Like the one you hated. I don't mean least favorite. I mean hate hate that motherfucker. Uh, fuck. That's a good one because that is because there's so many to hate. Yeah, there's so fucking many to hate. Uh, Bernie Golston. I yeah, that, that I hate a guy like that though. That's just, just a cool. bad bust. Yeah. But I fucking probably hate Brett Favre. Yeah, that's a great pick. Just because it was a stunt. Selfish prick. Yeah. Who we were sitting at a good record, and you know, just because of his record streak and showing his dick to reporters, it fucked us over. Yeah. Instead of tapping out, uh, and, and we had a good backup, era. and it wasn't like we had a bum backup. You know, Chad, or I don't even think it was. Chad. I don't even know if he was, but no, nah, it wasn't even Chad. It was a uh, Kyle Bowler. Well, that team was a good team. Like, the team he joined was a good team. Yeah. And then he got hurt, and, like, it was just a fucking clown show after that. Yeah. I like that answer. Because he did – um, uh, he kind of was like a, a clown. He was a circus. Yeah. He didn't he really was, want to be part of the – and then he, he know, went to the Vikings. He wanted to like, get out of fucking – he wanted – yeah. Sounds like a guy who's quarterback <laughs> now. <laughs> No, but it was a guy who like used the Jets as a platform to just leave his old team. Yeah, and then like once the Jets ended, he was like, "I'm gonna retire." He's like, "Actually, I want to go to the Vikings." Um, all right. So here, here's another. I got one more for you. Bar or pregame? Pregame. Pregame. Yes. Pregame. All right, day. You know why? Because that's when you got to fucking. So my best pregame moment. Well, I, I don't know. Do you have any more before I go into my best pregame? Um, no, go for it, man. I ain't got nothing. Pregame's the so, best. So, so pregame is the best. So when I got back from the military, you know, if we want to go full circle, well, uh, you, John Paul, Mikey, um, I believe Yos is there. 
everybody, you know, Jamie, good chance. The, 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 Steve, like everybody, Hoover, everybody that we were, you know, close with, uh, my future wife, who was just my girlfriend at the time. Which so was you know, funny when we first met Teresa, which was like looking back on that time, it was weird because like, oh, Dave's talking to the bartender from Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so weird. So hit the fast forward and then we're fucking pre-gaming at her apartment. She went to work. Uh, and, I remember and, those times. Those two know, dogs. The two dogs. And, yeah. and I remember you fucking throwing Vomiting up. Vomiting a whole, French fry. A whole French fry. <laughs> a whole, <laughs> not even two. <laughs> well, it's because you guys drank Johnny Walker Black. And I was like, you love Johnny Walker Black. And I, I fucking it. hate Johnny Walker Black. That's my fucking guilty pleasure. It's, it's your it's, favorite. And I'm like, that shit. Oh, I hate it. I have such a bad just, experience with it. I have a 1.75 liter bottle that is gone. <laughs> I have Johnny Walker Blue that's gone. I have you named it's so Johnny expensive. Walker. Yeah. Uh, and it's that's, just that's whiskey, why I'm right? I'm drinking $9.99 wine. <laughs> <laughs> so I got Miller High Life on deck, man. Yeah. I'm a cheap fuck. Uh, so, so but before we end it, uh, you know, I want I want to ask you a quick question. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, because we're at the end. So go ahead. So, so. Why did you want to interview me as one of the, uh one of your interesting or or first people? That's a really good question. Um, well, first of all, you're one of my favorite people. Like at the end of the day, I don't admire a lot of people. I think highly of myself, and this is being like like being very transparent of myself. I think very highly of myself. I'm very self-absorbed. Like, very, this is kind of dickish, but it is what it is. I don't look at people and think they're someone who should be admired. You're one of those people. You're a person I admire. You're a person I love. You're a person I looked up to. But I also know you have flaws. You're not perfect. But for many years... You've been a person who has showed me nothing but love, showed me nothing but support. And in life, you don't always find people who are in your corner. You find people who are friends. You find people who are acquaintances. You have family members who are supposed to be those people, if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. um, but they're not always. And... Um, for me, first of all, you've always been that person. And to be a good person, to be a support, to be a person who showed you love for 20 years and showed you nothing else, uh, incredibly grateful for you. And you're an interesting person. At the end of the day, you are. Like, you're a dude who, like you said, we've talked about it for the last hour or two, like... No one's going to sit here and say, like, 20 years ago, they thought Dave would be Dave today. Like, you are the head, like, you are the head of a program. And I, I don't know if I can explain it well, but just say what you do real quick. So I am the director of youth services. So yeah. I oversee about a program that uh, has 62 kids, a um, bunch of employees. And yeah. It's very complex, but. You uh, touch. 
the lives of people who really need someone to be there for them. Yeah. And to me, that's the most important thing you can do. You can make a billion dollars. That don't mean shit to me. Yeah. You could, uh, you you could create the greatest, hottest album. Really don't mean shit to me. There's a million people trying to do that. The people who actually help the people who need help are the people we need to hold up and show to people. Um, and you're that person. And you've always been that person. Um, and I just have, I have so much love for you as a person. Uh, so why did I want to interview you? I couldn't think of anybody better. So my, my second follow-up question would be if someone really got to know the person who is hosting this podcast and they got to know the person who is to me, the most interesting person uh, that I know and the most genuine and best hearted person that I could think of, what would summarize that person in uh, probably about, you know, two or three sentences for me, for you. Yeah. Because uh, I know my opinion of you, but what do you see as you? Oh man. I see a person who's not sure of themselves, even though they're always sure of themselves who finds himself in a place in life where they want to do more and who's grateful for where they're at. And I don't know if all those things connect. They do. But that's just where I'm at right now. Um, And I thank you for asking me. Uh, I thank you for being interested in my perspective of it, but um, well, I'll I'll end my uh, I'll end it with um, just the overall feeling of the the interview. So one of the reasons why I agreed so fast to do this is because if you told me to uh, jump off a bridge, I will tell you where's the highest point you jump <laughs> off of. Because that's how much I love you and I respect you. Um, I love you too, man. A person who genuinely cares about another person as much as you do. Um, I've seen you overcome some things and I've tried to help you and, and speak to you on things where you didn't need no guidance. You just needed someone to listen to you. Uh, because at the end of the day, you would always make the best decision that was going to be the smartest decision um whether that came to fatherhood uh choosing your wife uh who is amazing by the way um from every little aspect of your life you've done the best thing for you and you've tried to put those people around you um hopefully that they made the best decisions so um i'll just give you a little bit of perspective cuz sometimes when you're in it, you don't see it. So um, to the people who are listening to this, um, I hope you subscribe and listen to all Yes, do all those things. <laughs> I, I hope you subscribe and listen to all of them because at the end of the day, you're going to get a person who is genuinely um, not only vested in himself, but he cares about people at the end of the day. Um, as one of my friends and one of my, I could say one of my best friends and close friends and dearest friends, 
um, we don't get to see each other as much as we would like to because we understand circumstance. And that's one of yeah. the things that as you become older and you become a father and a, and a husband, um, you are not you anymore. You know, you have to put all those other people um, and their lives and everything in front. But I know that if I was to pick up a phone and call, he would, you know, you would be right there. Uh, you might curse me out and your wife might curse me out. And, you know, my wife will probably curse you out for picking me up. Uh, but uh, that's who you are. You know what I mean? You're genuinely uh, a great person. And at the end of the day, that's what makes our relationship great, right? Um, and I think that as you're going to continuously talk to people who are strong, influential, and would make people who are impactful, um, it boils down to you and you, what you instill and what your character builds because you know what? Um you are that person. You are the person that, you know what, everyone is going to speak and everyone's going to talk and everyone's going to see one genuinely true thing about themselves is that you are um, a great person. And that great person uh, has shown in many different aspects. And we could go on and we could talk for we could talk hours, forever. for hours and forever, but, um, you know. And we will later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we're definitely going to have another one, um, and we're we're going to do an NFL one in a little bit. But um, it was good talking to you, man. I'm gonna cut it off now. Yeah, and it was good talking to you. I love I'll you, man. You. Love you. Bye bye. Bye. So that was Dave Dones, one of my favorite people in the whole world. So it was so nice to have him on, and more importantly, it was just so nice to talk to him for two hours. I can't remember the last time we got to talk for about two hours. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. There's going to be more conversations like that to come. Uh, Dave is definitely going to be back. We're going to do an NFL episode. We're going to do something on hip-hop. we got to. If anybody can do an episode with me on that, it would be him. Uh, but a little preview into the next episode. Uh, and, and I hope you come back and you like and you subscribe and you stick with us. The next episode is going to be with my father, Gilbert Brink Sr. Should be an interesting one. Uh, it's a guy who I love, but there's been a lot of ups and downs in our life. Um, haven't always seen eye to eye, but I really want to talk to him. And I think you guys would maybe enjoy that conversation or maybe not. Who knows? We shall see. Uh, but until next time, I want to leave us with a little bit of uh, music from my friend Dave. Now as I walk into the studio, do this with you. I got a phone call from one of my niggas. Said my homeboy Reed, he just lost one of his kids. And when I heard that, I just broke into tears. And seeing the second hand, you don't really know how this is. But when it hits that close to home, you feel the pain of the crib. So I called mine and sat my wife with the bad news. Now we both depressed, counting our blessings to Brad's too. Praying for young souls to laugh at life through the stars. Loving your kids just like it was ours. And I'm hurting for you, dog. Ain't no
nobody painted like yours. I just know that heaven is open his doors. And ain't no right side to lose his life, but you can view it like this. God's got open hands, homie, he in the midst of good company. Who loves all the case, not one. And one day you gon' be with your son. I could have rapped about my hard times in this song. But heaven knows I wouldn't have been wrong. I wouldn't have been right. It wouldn't have been love. It wouldn't have been life. It wouldn't have been us. This can't be life. It can't be life.